1: This is BeckQL Daily from BeckQL.
2: Welcome back, BeckQL Daily, right here on the BeckQL Network. Joe G. Aaron Hawks was with you on a Monday morning. And it's time now to talk some NFL combine. It starts this week out in Indianapolis. And joining us right now on the Roman Guest Line is Michael Felder, Stadium College Football Analyst. And he's also from the It's Felder newsletter. Follow him at in the Bleachers. On Twitter, Michael, welcome back to the show. Combine starts this week, and the Rams defending champs, the GM, Les Steed, the head coach, Sean McVay, will not be attending. What's your thoughts? It feels like the um, the way teams view the Combine is changing at least, the, you know, the need to have actual eyes on the ground there in Indianapolis.
3: Yeah, I think it's one of those situations where we're watching a team kind of be unconventional and make decisions – uh, based largely on the film, it's not. They're going to have people there, but the GM, the head coach, they're not going to go. And I think it's a lot about just trying to do things a different way. I think there's value in being a disruptor, and obviously, we saw that value pay off. And it's also a difference in how they've built this football team. Uh, that's a team of um, of heavy hitters, right? Like they, 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 they. The, the value for draft picks for them is not as high as it is for other teams that aren't willing to spend. So it does make sense to me that they are – I mean, this is a team that just decided we're going to buy a bunch of really good guys. They Guess what? You're not doing that at the combine. You're going to do that in between. And I think the interesting part for them is going to be who they can afford to keep, how they can afford to keep them, and how long they want to keep them because the worry – long-term not short-term short-term they're going to be good they're going to be a contender for the next couple seasons but long-term the worry becomes can they afford to continue to do this and do this at the same pace.
0: Michael I'm curious your thoughts in terms of quarterbacks um going in the draft with so many veterans and so many teams needing quarterbacks how do you kind of see this playing out who might go first?
3: This is a really rough one and I talked about it with my buddy um Connor Rogers like yeah in theory like you got like, Kenny Pickett I guess is the first guy but yeah. if this was any other year we probably aren't having a court none of these guys would probably get picked in the first round and I think that's the part that you have to reconcile with because you're going to see Kenny Pickett probably be the first one overall then we're going to have some combination of Matt Corral uh, and Malik Willis I think that Carson Strong's got an opportunity Desmond Ritter's got a chance But this is all driven, as you mentioned, Aaron, you mentioned it's all driven by the thirst, the need for a quarterback. Even if it's a guy that in other years, like if this is a year where you have like whether it's like Andrew Luck or even like Jameis Winston coming out or you have even Jared Goff coming out. Like these guys would be pushed down, but because there is no guy, quote unquote, the guy, I mean Mm – if if this was if Bryce Young was coming out this year, all of these guys would be underneath Bryce Young. You know what I'm saying? So it's an interesting year because the thirst for quarterbacks is real, but that thirst doesn't always match the talent. So you have to sort of compromise and make decisions based upon do we just have to get a guy and then hope he works versus getting our guy?
2: Michael, if not a quarterback draft, and it certainly seems like this isn't one of those where it, like last year was a quarterback draft where the, you know, those guys went all within the top 15 and, and so some of them might turn out to be, you know, franchise changing quarterbacks. What would you categorize as I've heard a lot about the edge rushers? Would you say it's an edge rusher draft?
3: I would probably say defensive tackle draft. I think the edge rusher part of it is intriguing, but. Again, and this is, this is why one of the things that I try to do and, and, and we do it on on draft crash course. I do it all the time when I'm talking about this. I try to put things in perspective, right? So let's be real. None of these guys are Chase Young. We can all agree on that, right? Right. None of these guys are Chase Young. None of these guys are the J- Jadavian Clowney. None of these guys are the Boses. None of none of them are that. So even though it is a heavy edge rush class with Aiden Hutchinson with Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, with David Ajabo, who J- Ajabo's going to be an interesting one because how much did Hutchinson help Ajabo out versus how much did Ajabo help Hutchinson out? That's going to be interesting. It's always interesting when you have two guys from one team that kind of fit into that mix. Jermaine Johnson's an interesting piece from, from Florida State because he took a long road to get there, and what is he going to give you at the next level? Is his head going to be screwed on right? What's, how, what's, what does that look like? So I go with defensive tackle because I think it's the most stout position in this draft. And obviously, Jordan Davis is the headliner for a lot of people. I think his teammate, Devontae Wyatt, is a little bit better. But you've got a lot of power through the middle in this draft. And I think that's something, while undervalued, we do see that. And I don't think any of these guys are Aaron Donald. But we do see the impact that a defensive tackle and a guy that can play from a zero to a four or to a 4 I guys, those guys have real value in today's NFL. And... There's a lot of guys that can do that, and you can get them earlier. You can get them late, but I think it's a defensive tackle draft, and like a guy like Demarvin Leal might glass till day two because people are picking. Like, there's no way you should ever draft in if you're a best player available GM. You should never draft any of the quarterbacks in this draft before you draft Demarvin Leal from Texas A&M.
0: Is there a guy in this draft um, that you're high on that maybe is kind of a sleeper people might not be thinking about, but once he gets to the league, you're like, yes, he's that dude.
3: Oh, yeah. Um, That's Jamari Sawyer for me. I think Jamari Sawyer, uh, with the exception of the Jameson Williams injury, obviously, I think Jamari Sawyer is the reason that Georgia won a national championship. He's a guy that was a stout left tackle for them for the entire 2021 season, and then they decided to kick him into right guard because they were having trouble moving guys like, like Milton Fider, excuse me Fidarius Mathis. They couldn't move those guys for Alabama up front. So they said, hey, you know what? We're going to take our starting left tackle. We're going to move him to right guard, and now what do we have? Now we get a 64-something yard run from James Cook because he's able to wash out an entire side of, the, of an offensive line or of a defensive line. I think Jamari Sawyer, and I will be honest, there's some bias there. I've known him since he was, since he was a junior in high school, I've been a fan of his since he was a junior in high school and watched him in Atlanta at the opening regional, watched him at the opening out in Oregon. Um, When he dislocated his finger in Oregon, he almost broke my hand because I was holding his hand while the person, while the trainer put his finger back in place. But watching him play, whether it was against Clemson, uh, obviously playing against Alabama, he held his own everywhere. He's a guy that I think can play all five positions along that offensive line. I think he's, after we get past pick 10, pick 12 in this draft, People have Jamar Sawyer spotted for day two, but I think there's an offensive line coach that's going to pound the table, and I think he can find himself in the day one uh, because he can do so many things for your football team, and he's a tone setter.
2: We're talking to Michael Felder here from Stadium, college football analyst, NFL Combine this week. Michael, it's interesting, you know, in some years, and we talked earlier about how it's not a, a quarterback class, you know, you usually kind of know. Bad team, number one overall pick, best quarterback, it's pretty easy to guess who the top quarterback or top player will be. It's usually that quarterback. That's not this year for a couple of reasons. One, not a great quarterback class. And two, the Jaguars have their guy. They got him last year in Trevor Lawrence. So it's interesting because most mock drafts, they're kind of – they don't know who to put at number one. Right now, some data out there that Evan Neal's generating the most tickets, biggest handle in terms of betting on who will be the number one overall pick. What do you think, of Neal, the tackle out of Alabama? And do you think it would be a good pick for Jacksonville at one?
3: Yeah, I, I think this is the interesting thing for me. And- this is one of those things I really love to talk about because there are two ways to help Trevor Lawrence out. One way to help Trevor Lawrence out is with actual legitimate protection, right? And that's what Evan Neal brings to the table. Real protection to keep him upright so that he can find a way to push the ball down the field. Uh, two ways. I should say three. Ways. There's three ways. There's also the way where you find weapons. Weapons help him get the ball out quicker and then those guys make plays. So you can find an offensive line. You can find weapons. But I'm very curious, and you guys mentioned that a lot of folks thought this was an edge rusher draft. The other way to help a quarterback is to have a good defense. And if you have a good defense, you give a young quarterback more chances with the football, and if you give him more chances with the football, even his mistakes don't cost as much because that defense is good, which is why Hutchinson and Thibodeau become super high value for a team like Jacksonville because it means, hey, whether it's a strip sack or just closing out on a three and out. We get the ball back to our guy, giving him a short port sometimes, like forcing bad throws that turn into interceptions. Hey, it's easier for Trevor if he only has to go 55 yards instead of having to go, you know, the full the whole deal, the 75 yards or or go 80 yards. It's easier if we do that. And so I think that that's a big philosophy that you have to kind of look at as a team. Obviously, the Jaguars are kind of a team in turmoil with the the, with the whole Urban Meyer situation and how things have shaken out. But you've got to find how do we want to do this? Because Trevor Lawrence is not – look, he's way, he's way better than Brad Johnson or Tripp Dilfer ever could dream to be in terms of what he can do physically. But those guys both got rings because that defense was able to give them more chances. I think you've got to figure out how you want to help your quarterback out. Do you want to help him out by giving him more chances, which is where defense comes into play? Or do you want to help him out with actual protection and with weapons because that's another way to go about it? I think they both work. Uh, obviously, we're seeing it with Pat Mahomes, right? We see we saw we saw, it, we saw it with Matt Stafford. If you just give him some weapons, they're gonna find a way. But you got to figure out what you want to do. And so, Neal versus Thibodeau versus Hutchinson. I think those three at the top are very interesting. I also think, what if you looking at the order of the draft? Is there opportunity for capital by trading down? Knowing that if you can get down to three, and somebody give, is willing to give you something else. Then maybe you take that if you're the Jags because you can still get Thibodeau or Hutchinson or Neal. One of those three guys, you're still going to be able to get them at number three because somebody, because that, that, you, you can still build some, you could earn some extra draft capital.
1: Selling a little or a lot.
2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: Michael, I'm excited to hear about what you're doing with Bleacher Report, the draft crash course. Can you tell us a little bit about this?
3: Oh, yeah, man. It's so cool. Like, I'm I'm, I'm reunited with my buddy Connor Rogers. Connor Rogers does a lot of NFL. He's their lead NFL draft analyst. Uh, I'm a college football guy, so we get to talk about these guys, talk about the draft. In the draft crash course, the big key is, if we're not going to spend – it's 10 weeks, so we have nine weeks left. We did our first show last week. You can find it on Bleach Report app or you can find it on the YouTube channel. But we're not going to spend the next nine weeks talking about the same 15 players that are going to go in the top 20. We are going to get into undrafted free agents. We're going to talk. And I think the way we're structured – actually, once we get off of this, i got to hop on a conference call with them. But we are structuring it as a position-based show – And every week we also are breaking down an NFL division. So we've already done the NFC North, talked about the Packers, the Vikings, talked about the Bears, talked about the Lions. We're going to continue to do that. So you're going to get a little NFL and where guys could fit with your scheme, where guys could get drafted, and not just first-round picks. But, like, we have Tariq Castro-Fields going to uh, the Vikings at pick 77 because he's someone that can help them in the secondary and he's a scheme-versatile player. And so it's really cool to get this, to flesh it out beyond just the first round. Uh, I've known a lot of these kids. I've covered a lot of these kids, like, from recruiting on through. It's really nice to use that knowledge to be – it's nice to have a knowledge base to go from, not just, oh, I watched their senior season or I watched their junior season, to go from, oh, they were this in high school and then they became this at the next level. Really fun. And, again, it's cool to – just to kick it with my, with my, with my buddy Connor. He's a, he's, a, he's a good dude, and we just get to – Getting to talk ball is always fun. So that you guys know that's what I'm all about. And so it's fun. If you get a chance, Thursdays, 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Central on the on the app and on the YouTube channel, we'll be there.
2: We'll be
0: watching. I want to do, do a quick follow. Sorry, Joji. Um, I know I've talked to you about this before, Michael, that you're into rap battles. We had another guest on our show do a little freestyle. His name is Zach Price. We should have you and him rap battle. That would be fun uh, one of these days.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> you got to put me on the spot. <laughs> I got to get in the middle. Listen, I'm. I, listen, <laughs> to be fair, I said I, I battle up about college football. Why do you, listen, I'm not into the rat. I'm clear. I, I, I. Woo! Look, I, my face is getting what, hot now. Listen,
0: his, his was about the Cavaliers or like Ohio sports. I don't know. I was just an idea. I don't want to put you on the spot. You I love it. it.
3: Yeah, now. listen, you set
2: it up, I'll, I'll show up. We'll make it then. We're going to make this happen. All right, Michael, uh, (laughs) let me hit you with this. Uh, Give us a name. Uh, I'm sure we're going to start hearing names in the combat. And you just said it there with this um, project you're doing. It's not going to be the same 15 names for the next eight weeks. You guys are going to go in depth here with teams and and sleepers. Give me a name, maybe one that we're not talking much on this show. Maybe you're not hearing much on NFL Network or Stadium or Bleacher Report, wherever that you think we're going to start hearing about in the next few weeks, maybe next few days with the comma. Give us a name we haven't spoke of yet. You think between now and the draft, that name's going to come up a bunch.
3: So I was going to say Calvin Ashley, and then he had a huge senior bowl, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, we love this guy. Um, I'm going to go with Kyler Gordon. Uh, I think he's – obviously he's going to be a first-round pick, but I think Gordon and Andrew Booth. Andrew Booth from Clemson, uh, Kyler Gordon from Washington. I think both of those guys are going to end up being first-round guys. But they're going to run well. They're going to look good. They're going to test really well. And I think so many people don't watch Patswell football, that Kyler Gordon is going to be a name that they don't recognize as being really good. Obviously, he have got Trent McDuffie as a teammate who's also probably going to go in the first round. Uh, the reason I say Booth is because this is a guy who, once Clemson lost to Georgia and then they lost that next game, everybody can, forgot that Clemson had a football team essentially, right, for the, whole, for the rest of the season. And he was really, really good. He had a really good year, uh, I think, if you if you're looking at tight ends, I think tight ends is an interesting spot here. I think somebody like Jelani Woods from Virginia. It, it, again, a lot of people don't watch Virginia football, but let me tell you guys something. When you watch Jelani Woods, you are going to see a human giant. Like he is, humongous. And as a guy, like he's this, he's like the size of LeBron James. And Seeing someone the size of LeBron James play football, and he is a capable blocker. He 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 does a remarkable job with his pad level. Uh, I think Jelani Woods is going to be an interesting day two pick for a lot of folks because we want tight ends, we want tight ends to be miss, to be mismatches, we want tight ends to be blockers, and we also want tight ends who can create their own create their own space. And this-
2: Michael Felder on the Roman guest line from Stadium Combine starts this week. Joe Gier and Hawkswords will talk some. NBA tonight up next on the BeckQ all network.